Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of The Wrap, Day 1, 2024. We are so happy to have you with us as we kick off a brand new year for WWE. I'm Keela Cash, and by my side, as always, is my co-captain, my right hand, the sometimes advocate for the rapidly improving Von Wagner. I bring to you on YouTube to kick off the brand new year for us right here on the Fight Game Media Network, a clean-shaven Baby face out the gate, the one, the only, baby face Perky Scott Young. Hello, baby face Perky. How you doing? Is it the whipple pill or my baby face? I'm doing pretty good. Um, excited. Day one, baby. Cleaned it up. You know, clean start to the new year, just like WWE. Not as electrifying as WWE, but I definitely. Uh, I wanted to clean it up to start the new year. I'm excited to be live with the people. And as always, Keela, it's a pleasure to chop it up and talk all things WWE with you. Yes, kicking off a brand new year. We are a few weeks away from the 2024 Warrior Rumble going down live in Tampa, Florida. And what a way to kick off the brand new year with brand new surprises from a former WWE champion, as we'll get to shortly. But I do want to get into some brief NBA scoops and beef because I just wanted to quickly browse through the NBA standings on the West side, you know, the West coast, the Western conference. And I wanted to just, you know, not even go through the top five. I wanted to see where the Lakers were. Yes. They're batting 517 and 17, three and seven in their last 10, the Warriors number 11, 15 and 17, five and five in their last 10 as well. So, Hey, we're not in the plan right now, but the Lakers are. But don't forget, Sky, you are the reigning defending in-season tournament champions with your fake-ass banner somewhere at the former place known as the Staples Center. Listen, um, we are still the ISTs, uh, regardless of how you want to look at it, you know, how you want to shape it up, you know, ball it up. We're still that. We are still the champs so far this year. We're the reigning champs. Uh, we haven't been knocked off. We're still in the playoffs. Uh, the next one, we're coming for the big goal, the real one. And then uh, we can take down that, that, they, uh, that placement banner until we get the real one. That's really cute. You can fantasize about that for the next two to three years. That's not happening, but it's good to dream. Hey, let me, let me tell you this, though. If the Hawks would have won, oh, boy, we'd be getting ready for a parade. For the IST. Please. 
we don't celebrate mediocrity like that. No offense. We just don't have parades for like an in-season tournament championship. But we'll take what we can get. At least there have been some success heading into the second half of the regular season. But enough NBA talk. We're here to talk about day one, Monday Night Raw, the first Raw of 2024. And I do have breaking news I want to share with the people right now. Let's hit that ticker to show the people what the breaking news is. It's not that breaking news. It's not that breaking news. That's the elite deletion breaking news. No, there is more breaking news, I do believe. And I could have swore I saved it. I could have swore I saved it. See, this is the perils of live television. That, that irked my soul. See, 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 that was a live head-to-head shot from the boom. Little did we know we, we got hacked. By the boom. Shout out to the shout out to those guys. But we got beef. While while we head to head, we got beef. It's all love. But we got they beef right hacked now. us. No question. The breaking news was Cody Rose would actually finish his story by the year 2035, but the boom hacked us with the ticker. <laughs> they did. That's exactly what happened. I felt so ashamed. So that's what happened. But let's get to day one. I tried to make a joke and they hacked us. The beef is real head-to-head battle here on YouTube. But we love those guys and we are trying to do our best to have a little fun to kick off the new year. But let's get to day one going down live in San Diego, California. And we kick things off with a first time ever matchup. It's crazy to think about this, Scott, that Becky Lynch and Nia Jax have never had a match one-on-one in any capacity, whether it was television or PLE. They did it for the first time last night on Monday Night Raw. And I've said on several occasions that Nia Jax has had her best matches against Ronda Rousey in WWE over the last five or so years. But I got to say that tonight against Becky Lynch in the opening spot of Monday Night Raw, this quite possibly was Nia Jax's Greatest match to date. Mm. I, I will say this was a thoroughly enjoyable match. I thought it was a great way to kick off Raw. Uh, the crowd was hot for both acts, uh, for Becky and for Nia Jax. But I, I think it was just really smart. And let me tell you something, man. You can just – Triple H definitely gave the ladies their opportunities tonight. And for the most part, they knocked it out the park. But, yeah, I, I thought this was a really, really good a uh, big girl, little girl type match, you know, with Nia Jax being the hoss that she is. And, and Becky, in a, in a weird way, not even fighting from underneath, but just 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 fighting, just chopping that chopping that tree down, trying to chop that tree down whatever way she can. Um, that Samoan drop from the top rope, nasty, great spot. Um, I, I just very, very enjoyable match. And, man, I'm going to tell you what, I think they they did a great job of setting up Nia Jax as this unstoppable monster. They really have. And I know that she's caught a lot of slack, rightfully so, during her initial run in WWE. But I have to say, she's been very good in the ring since her return. I really enjoyed this match. It was a great battle of power and agility by Becky Lynch. Coming up 
you know, from the top rope, trying to take Nia Jax down with a drop kick, crossbody. The diamond dust was a very nice near fall. And Becky was selling those near falls like nobody's business. Samoan drop off the second rope, for example. Becky kicked out of that, tried to go for an avalanche manhandle slam. And that might be the move to end Nia Jax eventually, but it was not the night for that as Nia Jax basically knocked Becky out in midair. The punch landed, hit the Annihilator, sat on her for the victory, and we saw Becky coming up bloodied. And that was a reminder of what happened to her five years ago when Nia Jax rung her bell on that infamous Monday Night Raw a few days before Survivor Series 2018, knocked Becky out of that match against Ronda Rousey. But my God, that was a hell of a sell job by Becky, and she lost. I was very surprised by that finish, but it opens the door to tell a great story with Becky Lynch trying to basically say, you didn't make me five years ago. And Nia can say, well, I guess I was right, wasn't I? So it's up to Becky now to find a way to beat Nia Jax, climb that mountain heading into WrestleMania. And they had a really good match on Monday, and I expect them to run it back and have an even better match down the road heading into WrestleMania season. But yeah, this was a really good match. The crowd was biting for the near falls, high energy throughout. And Nia Jax looked very impressive in this match. And she got the W, which was the biggest victory of all for her since her return to WWE. And you know, one thing that you that you talked about um, as far as Becky Lynch goes is the desperation that she was kind of showing and uh, the, the look in her face. And, you know, one thing that I thought was a good moment in the match, very telling of how much she wanted to win and how much Nia Jax was a problem for her, was her wanting that count out victory. You know, when she when she was like, I, you know what, I'm not I'm not pick I'm not picking you up. And then trying to put you in the ring. I'm not doing that. I'm t- give me this, give me this count out victory. And then you hear the crowd like, hey, we'll take it. We'll take it. We we want Becky to win this match. And I, I just thought that was a great way of of showing the desperation and showing how much Becky just wanted to win this match to prove the point. And I like what you put on Twitter. Uh, about Becky Lynch having or Nia Jax now having this over Becky Lynch as far as hey <laughs> you see I made you and now I just ended you like next let's keep it moving and Nia Jax is the perfect person because she absolutely has the personality to back this up and I think these next few weeks of her just mauling people down until her and Ripley have the immovable object versus you know until that happens, that collision, it's going to be great. I'm going to thoroughly enjoy watching Nia Jax just toss people around. Yeah, I think the days of people wanting Nia Jax are about to end right now after what happened on Monday because she can talk so much trash and she can back it up. And the fact is, she won fair and square. She did mm-hmm. not cheat. She clean knocked Becky out. Held that fist in her too. Held it up and said, bam, got you. You ain't getting up. And Becky didn't get up. Becky fell, went to sleep, went nighty night. And Nia got the victory. And she said, yeah, I am that. You know what? I do what I needed to do. And she can talk all that cash shit and she can get away with it now. And I am here for that. So really hot opener to Monday Night Raw and Becky Lynch. Once again, standout performance. She has not missed over the last few months in WWE. And tonight was no exception as we get to 
Cody Rhodes coming out to talk about his ongoing rivalry against Shinsuke Nakamura. And he's basically ready to end this right then and there. He wants to face Shinsuke Nakamura tonight in San Diego. And Shin says, you know what? I don't want to fight you tonight. I want to let you have another week to marinate in your dream that's about to become a nightmare because I am going to close the chapter in your story, close a book on you. I love the visual effects. I love the graphic novel anime aspect of Shin telling the stories, how he's going to end Cody Rhodes and finish his story heading into the Warrior Rumble. But based on how Cody was looking, coming out for this promo, felt like he got some news. Some heavy news he received about his story being postponed, possibly being inconclusive for right now. Saw a little glint in his eyes wondering, where do I go from here? I've come here for one express mission, and that is to finish my story. And you're possibly telling me the story is going to be incomplete for another year. I don't know, but I kind of saw that hint of, hmm. I, uh, I, I, I'm not worried about that. I, uh, I, I think, I think his stories, I think the, the book is written. The book is written. It's just in the press right now. They getting hardbacks <laughs> and paperbacks ready. That's all that is. The book, the book is finished. They just getting hardbacks and paperbacks and special editions, getting ready to sign a couple to send some out. But, uh, as far as the, the Shinsuke Nakamura promo, uh, very, very detailed with the anime. He uh, made sure to pinpoint that kick right into his neck. So he's definitely trying to break Cody Rhodes' neck uh, with that kick to the back of the neck. That's a very, very pinpoint. And also, he seems to go Super Saiyan 2 um, ascended because that's when he just gets really, really – I mean, that dude was just massive at that point. So uh, looking forward (laughs) to that power-up – I'm just saying, like, this this dude's reading like he's in Tales from the Crypt. And then he's got the the graphic novel popping up over top of him, so it's it's cool, whatever. Uh, I I I enjoyed it, but it it was just like this is a lot, and Cody's just got to sit there and he don't know what to do. Then the cameraman's got to get spit on, so it's like you know, I was I hope at least Shinsuke took the cameraman out to eat after spitting on him. That was very rude, actually. He just spat at that man's equipment and said, you can clean it up. I'll pay the bill. Just sending a message to you. Very, very rude, by the way. But yeah, Cody couldn't do anything. You couldn't even run backstage to catch him because it was a pre-tape. It wasn't live. Who are you going to catch out there to stand there, watch the promo, and hear hear another guy diss you and tell you you're going to wait another week until I whoop your ass and end you. But it was amazing, as you said, Scott, that Shisuke Nakamura grew three sizes. And let me let me tell you, as Cody was watching that promo when he saw the spit, he just thought back, you know what? I saw a dude with some red paint, red ink on his pants. I bet you he knew where Shinsuke was. I knew I should have asked that dude about that red paint. See, it's all coming back now. Now Cody all upset. He was, and you see, he was rest- ready to wrestle. So I don't know nor, why he didn't come out any other time. This dude is out in a suit. No matter what's going on, what's going down, this dude out in the suit. But this time, he out the wrestle. So I, I don't know what Keely. You said he got a glimmer in his eye. I don't know what word and glimmer he got. He must have got pissed <laughs> off and came from the gym in the Cody in the uh, the Cody burst in his van or something because this dude was out ready to go. Well, you know, that's a rare Cody fit when he just doesn't want to dress up to fight. He doesn't want to ruin the blazer, the shoes, and the dress. Who is he shirt. trying to fight? Who is he well, trying to fight? 
Shinsuke, but he was unavailable. That dude has fought literally every other person in his suit. But because, according to Cody, according to Cody, because Shinsuke won't end it, he's he's ready to go now. Well, Scott, red mist and that suit he would have worn would have been destroyed. You think Cody's going to ruin a designer suit? Come no, on I now. No, there you right. go. You're right. He he had he wanted to wear that suit for day one. Shinsuke ruined it. It pissed. I got it. Now, you know what? You're right, Keela. I should have read the tea leaves. I missed it. My bad. It's all about the suit. Of course it is. Those Deacon suits are very expensive and he wants to make sure they are preserved and protected. Cause you know what? Dry cleaning is not going to get the mist out. I'm just saying once that spray is on him, it is never going to be removed and he's not going to risk a suit just to whoop Shinsuke's ass. So I understand Cody's way of thinking, let's dress in my gym fits. Let me get my gym attire on and I can handle business that way. And you notice Cody didn't even bring out his traditional ring gear. Cause he's not messing that up either. <laughs> He sure did. See, that's what I'm talking about, man. Like, what was I need to know what was going on. What type of what type of brawl happened backstage where Cody had to change it to his backup gear? Not, <laughs> not even his regular gear, but his backup gear. What happened? Protecting his fits. I, I need answers. Protecting his outfits. A smart man. I'm not going to blame him. But ladies and gentlemen, if you like what you're hearing right now, give us a thumbs up right now. Show us some love and support right here on YouTube as we continue to dive into the highs and lows of day one Monday Night Raw edition. And speaking of dry cleaning, speaking of somebody that forgot their clothes or the TSA forgot his clothes, Kofi Kingston came out (laughs) in his boxers. In in Grayson Waller shorts. Yes, he did. (laughs) <laughs> at first I thought stole Grayson Waller's shorts at first I thought was he like doing like the Usos tribute from 15 16 years ago when they wore shorts but no I think Cody's I think no I take that back Kofi's outfit was lost <laughs> at, at the airport they misplaced his luggage and he had to wear that I'm gonna be honest with you besides the shorty G vibes I got from it I didn't mind Kofi in the basketball shorts I'm I'm cool with it. I would be cool with some new day basketball shorts. It was definitely different. I was not hating it either. I thought it just looked different, but I immediately went to the fact that okay, something definitely happened at the airport and he lost his clothes and dry cleaning is not available on New Year's Day. <laughs> yeah, man. That I uh I didn't know what to think, to be honest with you. I didn't know if like I was like, is Kofi, is this is this a new singles push? Just with the shorts are what's, what's going on here, you know? But uh, yeah, I'm gonna tell you what. If I would have saw Jay Uso come out of some shorts, now that would have been something. It definitely. I thought that's what we were gonna get at first, but it was a tag team match <laughs> with main event Jay Uso. And as we said before on the show, you know the song is very redundant, but it does get you hyped. And that crowd and San Diego was definitely hyped for Jay Uso last night as they face Imperiums, Giovanni Vinci, and Ludwig Kaiser. The match was going heading into the commercial break, and then we saw the spot that was really scary midway through this match when Kofi delivered a missile drop kick to Giovanni Vinci, and Vinci took it. But the way he landed head first on the mat 
was scary. The referee immediately jumped in and said, are you okay? Can you continue? And he stopped the match. And, you know, Jay and Kofi were a little bit confused about what was going on, but this was a legit ref stoppage. We got the rare hearing of the bell ringing to stop the match midway through to protect Giovanni Vinci. And I thought that was a very safe and good decision to end the match when they did, because upon replay, you can definitely see a possible concussion. So well wishes the Giovanni Vinci as Kofi Kingston and main Avenger Uso won this match via referee stoppage. Yeah, uh, safety is always going to be the priority. And the match is going fine. But, uh, you know, and stuff happens. Wish him the best. Hopefully uh, it's nothing serious and uh, he's able to come back from it. And there's long, no long-term uh, repercussions from it. But, uh, yeah, scary sight. Good job on the referee seeing it, calling it. And just ending the match. You know, it is what it is. We move on to the next one. Absolutely. Safety first. And they definitely did the right thing to stop that match before it got a little bit crazy because you don't want to make a concussion worse by having him keep working if he doesn't know what's going on. It's a very smart decision by WWE to end the match when they did. As we get to a very special edition of Miz TV involving The Miz and special guests, the Judgment Day. And as he introduced the Judgment Day, they got the full entrance, got the music, got the lighting. And then all of a sudden, we hear our truths music. He comes out to represent all of Judgment Day. And the Miz says, Look, it's the nicest person from the group. Nice to see you again. And our truth really still thinks he's a part of Judgment Day. And that leads to Dominic Mysterio and JD McDonough coming out to a chorus of booze and poor Dom, San Diego is his hometown raised and bred in the 619 and the fan said you know what you might be from here but you're not gonna get that baby face love you're gonna get booed every time you even put your lips to the microphone before you even get to speak you're gonna get booed out of the building and that's what they did to him and eventually got his words out but it was just a lot of fun seeing him get booed out of the building it's just the best he'll heed and Dom takes it like a champion. And then we have R-Truth basically telling J.D. McDonough, hey, I beat you a few weeks ago on Monday Night Raw and you still in the Judgment Day. And J.D.'s like, it wasn't a real stipulation. It never happened. You're not in Judgment Day. I'm in Judgment Day. Let's end this right now. And R-Truth is having a debate about who is in Judgment and who is in hey, Judgment man. Day. <laughs> It's ridiculous. And then Dom's trying to throw shade at the Miz, talking about, well, you've been laying on your back all last year, getting beat by Gunther and being embarrassed. You are has been, you're washed up. You never was, never have been, never will be. And the Miz was like, well, at least I didn't get spanked by my dad at WrestleMania last year. So Miz got his lick back in more ways than one. They continued to go back and forth, which leads to... The Miz making a proposal, perhaps. Or I take that back. Dom makes a proposal. He says, it will be myself and JD versus you and R-Truth. And R-Truth, still thinking he is a part of the Judgment Day, thinks this is some kind of initiation, saying, oh, it's a strange bedfellows match. So it's me and the Miz versus... So it's me and the Miz versus JD and Dom. But am I Dom's partner? And the Miz says, no, I'm your partner. It's an awesome truth reunion. And my mind blinked back, what, 12 years ago, 12, 13 years ago. My mind blinked back to a time when The Miz and our truth were a tag team. And my mind blinked back to a time 
when they headlined a pay-per-view as they ushered The Rock back into WWE in the ring for the first time in eight years as he teamed with John Cena in the main event of Survivor Series. That actually happened many moons ago, and I forgot about it until tonight. And they had the match, comedy, just comedy, as R-Truth was in confusion throughout. And we had Dom at the 619 on R-Truth. And at one point, R-Truth was trying to make the tag on behalf of Judgment Day. And that backfires. But then they think to themselves, hey, Truth, you want to be one of us? Hit the Miz. That's all you got to do. Knock them out. And R-Truth is willing to do it. He says, Miz, I love you. I'm sorry. Winds up the pitch. He knocks out J.D. McDonough, tosses him to the Miz. Skull question finale. The awesome Truth win their match. But R-Truth still thinking that he's working with and for Judgment Day gives Dominic the wink wink to say, I got this. We got this. This storyline is so stupid, but I love stupidity. Yeah, this is fun. Um, I think Dominic Mysterio learned you don't want to try to undress the Miz because he's just going to, you know, turn it right back on you. He ate that boy alive on the mic. Had a nice hot tag in there in the match. Match went a little bit long for my taste. Could have gave a little bit of that time to the main event, but the match was fine. Uh, I like Dominic and JD as a tag team. I... I, I like them as a tag team. Whenever Damian or Finn, to, they you know figure out which one of them is going to go singles and kick the other one out. Dom and, and JD as a tag team, I think that's a that's a nice way to go with it after this, especially if you don't have any plans for Dominic as a singles. Um, also, I you know the Miz isn't probably going to be doing much as a singles guy going forward. Him and our truth could do a little bit in the tag division, change things up a little bit. Um, so I. I the segment was fine. It went, I mean, The Miz got about 30 minutes of TV time. And one thing I do want to talk about with The Rock, you know, The Miz has been around for every time and has been a part of everything The Rock, every time The Rock has come back. Like when he first came back, it was The Miz versus John Cena. The Rock was a special guest enforcer. Uh, when The Rock came back for his first match, it was, the like you said, The, uh, the Rock and John Cena teaming up versus The Miz and R-Truth. And then even tonight, like, I know it had nothing to do with it, but still the same night, The Rock comes back, you know. I'm just saying, like, The Miz has been a part of all that. So if you want to thank anybody for the people's champion coming back, thank a man of the people, Mike. We're not going to do that. The Miz is not responsible for The Rock's last couple of returns to WWE. We're going to attribute that to college football and the timing of locale and where the, <laughs> and what's happening that day. And promotion. <laughs> and promotion. You know, we want to personally thank ESPN for making that possible for these college game day lives in California and in Denver. So thank you so much for that to make sure The Rock can make it to these venues in a timely fashion without delay. But I also have this thought that just popped into my head because if we're trying to do the Judgment Day bloodline comparison for R-Truth and Sami Zayn from a year or two ago now, R-Truth is trying to ingratiate himself with the Judgment Day, but they don't want him. But I keep noticing that he's trying to pal up with one Dominic Mysterio. And I want to put a pin in it for like maybe six months down the road. But I get the funny feeling that Dominic will be the Jey Uso who will break, crack, 
and ultimately befriend our truth and potentially become a baby face when all of this is said and done not immediately but down the road because when you're around our truth how can you not eventually get cheered i think dominic mysterio will show you the way <laughs> when we get to that crossroad i think he will give you directions like map quest <laughs> not map quest <laughs> Does map quest even still exist in the year 2024? Oh, I'm sure if I I'm sure if I went to Google and typed in map quest, it would pull up this long-winded thing instead of me going to Google Maps. But I could definitely <laughs> I'm I'm 100 I'm 90 sure. Let me not go 100. That's crazy. Let me do 90 percent. Give me a little window that map quest is still around. Let's test that theory right now. Oh I'm going to Google MapQuest live on the air because back in my day, when cool. Google Maps was not a thing yet, you had to Your print day. out directions. Your day too. That's my parents. My parents were using. It. I don't know nothing about it. Oh my gosh, I can't with you. <laughs> MapQuest. I remember is printing off around. the sheets. You had to. You had to print off the sheets, and you they ain't give you no pictures. You ain't had no pictures and no little arrows showing you where to turn and stuff. You just had to read the paper. 2.3 miles. You better learn it. Better learn in school. MapQuest exists, but it's very janky in terms of the layout and the advertising. Oh, they have advertising. It sucks, actually. Let me tell you something. We probably just gave them more advertising than they've given themselves. I want to I cut. Shout out to come come holiday fight game. We'll give you some advertisement. We'll put you right there at the bottom left hand corner. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't want MapQuest money in the year 2024. <laughs> Listen, we're all, well, you said your day, but you know, I I'm I'm all in, I'm all in support of, of the the bringing the classics back of your time. Please. I look at this site right now, Jenky. Janky. It's very janky. <laughs> it's very low end. All right. Well, at least we, hey, I told you though, they're around. They are around, but Google Maps is eating them alive. So there's that. Wow. Wow. They're so janky. But okay. Let's get to her next match as Scott tries to refute Dom's babyface turn in the next calendar year. It is going to happen. It will happen. Our truth will break him. And he will be his best friend when it's all said and done. Oh, he'll he, oh, he's definitely getting broken. Oh Every God. one of them will get broken. There's no, there's no question, you know, and not in a Dijak type or an Ilya type way, but they're definitely <laughs> all going to get broken for sure. Very suggestive of you. As we get to our next match on the card, which is Rhea Ripley versus Ivy Nile for the Women's World Championship. I thought, honestly, up into the main event, the ladies carried this show in terms of in-ring action, and this match was really good. Rhea Ripley and Ivy Now work great together, and I think the WWE is playing it smart. If Ivy Now is not going to win the championship tonight, then you don't display the power moves just yet. It'll be a waste of time to do the power spots to pop the crowd if she's not going to win. Save that for a later date. But she was German suplexing and gut-riching, Rhea Ripley very impressively throughout this match, middle rope in the ring, 
outside the ring, Rhea Ripley and her bumps are always sensational. And she just makes her opponents look so good by how, she, by how she sells, which is always so very impressive. So eventually it comes down to Ivy now going up top and it backfires when Rhea headbutts her in midair, knee strike, riptide, one, two, three, Good victory for Rhea Ripley, one of her better title defenses to date. And Ivy now was right there with her every step of the way. She was a great challenger. The fans got into it down the stretch. I do see a great feature for her in WWE. She's got next somewhere down the road. And she passes Tessa Flying Colors. Really great showing against Rhea Ripley. And Rhea Ripley, like I said, she's a superstar, like Michael Cole has said. Presence for days so good at what she does in the ring. And a reminder that Mr. Dropkick off the top rope, still sweet. Yeah, I um, one, one thing I want to mention as far as, and I 100% agree with you as far as the ladies carrying the show. Um, I think that WWE did a great job, and this goes for the Becky Lynch, Nia Jax match as well. They did a fantastic job with those video packages. I thought... Uh, the the first video package, in particular, the Becky Lynch and Nia Jax. I know we're, we already passed that match, but that was a great video package with the day one graphic in the middle, first time ever. Uh, great video package. This one right here, I thought they did a great job of just kind of telling the story of Ivy. Now, real quick, like she's so used to this and ready for this moment because her favorite thing to do is just be like, you don't think I could do it? Word, watch this. No, not Liv Morgan, watch me. Watch this. She actually still tell you the reason why she's doing stuff. You see that, Liv? She's giving you a reason why. All right? So when you come back jumping off tables and splashing people off of ladders, I want my, I want my explanation. So is my co-host. That's a whole other story. But uh, the match was good. wasn't great. wasn't as good as uh, Becky and Nia, but the match was really good. Uh, listening to a podcast Baron Corbin did with, I, wanna, I think it was Chris Van Fleet, and he said there was – you know, three levels to a, a star and, and the reaction. You know, when the music hits, you react. When they see you, uh, they react even louder. And then when you, you know, when you step in the ring and you pose, you get that final roar from the crowd. Rhea Ripley, when her music hit, that crowd went crazy. When she came from behind that curtain, they went nuts. And when she did her little foot stomp and threw, that, threw her hair back and lifted that title... They were with her the entire time. That right there is a superstar, man. And like people could say what they want about her reign and, and the title defenses and all this nonsense. They have made Rhea Ripley into an attraction and into somebody that people are like, when she comes out, let's get it. We about to get something right here. And she got the best out of Nivy. She she made sure Nivy look Ivy looked good out of this. Like I said, good match, but Rhea Ripley, man, that's they they got some special things in that women's division. They really do. And you know, it's a situation where this was called what four, five years ago with Rhea Ripley when she was 23 years old that she's got next. This was preordained. It took her what a couple of years on the main roster to really figure things out, and now she is the premier star of the women's division as the champion and rightfully so the title defenses have not been the greatest, but this shows why she's the champion when she's able to go out there 
give her time against a quality opponent. She'll deliver. And she did so last night. The key is presence for days. She commands attention. The people know she's a star. When she's not there, they are audibly upset. They boo. They are like, we bought a ticket and she's not mm-hmm. here. Like you heard the reaction a few weeks ago when they said, oh, she's in Australia doing promotional work. They were like, what? This is last minute. This was last minute. They didn't let us know she wasn't going to be here. So I think that it's very imperative for people to understand that Rhea Ripley is a star and that when she's not there on the show, it is felt. When she's not a part of Judgment Day, it is felt. So I think that it's a reminder of her star power, that her star power really carries a lot of weight in WWE and it should not be underestimated whatsoever. And this is a prime example as to why via this match last night. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And I think nothing that happened on this on this card as far as the matches and who we saw was by accident. So we saw Nia Jax dominate Becky Lynch. That wasn't by accident. And then we saw Rhea Ripley, not really dominate, but have a good match with this newcomer who had a real nice showcase. And that wasn't by accident. I'm fully expecting Rhea and Nia to have a head-on collision probably at the Royal Rumble as Rhea gets ready for her final challenge or whoever that's going to be at the at WrestleMania and Nia gets ready for whatever she's got going on. But that wasn't an accident. And even what we're going to get to later on with the tag champs, you know, having their little vignettes and, and that tag team match, like what happened with the women and them carrying the show wasn't by accident. Those were seeds planted. Definitely. And I like it a lot. So shout out to Rhea Ripley and Ivan now. Really good match for the Women's World Championship. And I caught all of that Liv Morgan shade. And you know what? I cannot dispute any of it because I've been waiting for a year to find out the answers to these very pressing questions. And I might never give it. I might not ever get it. So I'm I'm content. I'll take it. I'll be okay. It's all right. Hey, I'll and go. listen, and listen, you know, you know, I'm I'm a big I that's my Royal Rumble pick. I, I, I've i already <laughs> said it. That's my Royal Rumble pick right there is Liv Morgan against Rhea Ripley. So that's my Royal Rumble pick. But, yeah, you she she owe you something. She does. But yeah. I still love her. And, you know, we're going to roll on into the Royal Rumble. And we're going to possibly, you know, get that dub like that we did not get last year when she was oh so close. Oh, so close. Oh, blinded. Almost got it. Damn you, Oscar. Ah. But now let's get to something that was teased on social media the last few days by one Paul Levesque saying, you know, a former WWE champion is rumored to appear at day one Monday Night Raw. And I cannot confirm or deny these rumors. Just keep your eyes peeled this Monday. Tune in live on USA. So as we kick off the show, we have Michael Cole and Wade Barrett in the ring running down the entire card for day one, Monday Night Raw. And they say the rumors are true. We can confirm that a former WWE champion will be on the show tonight. Tune in. And as we're inching towards the 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern hour, we do get that former WWE champion. And that person is Jinder Mahal. Hey, you won't, ain't, ain't gonna be no gender slander here. Don't hinder gender. Okay? Don't hinder gender. 
that might be the only person that clapped for gender when he came out because that crowd went from who could this possibly be to let no it wasn't for them for them in that moment the poor fans got up on their feet and they thought okay who is it gonna be and they got their phones out they're excited Uh, and then jenna comes out and they all sit down and a pin drops inside the pachanga arena and they're like okay well this mm. that's a that's a vince special right there triple h absolutely got that from vince that's a vince special to hype it up like that and then have gender come out and and be like it's me guys what do you mean it's me and then for the and then they all set it all like that's that's what vince would do that all the time Anytime he's going to have this big guy celebrity come out, he's usually going to have one of his annoying heels in the ring anyway. So, and the, the best part about it of, of the whole get was that they let gender talk for a little bit. Like, like they was like, yeah, this is it for real. Here you go. They let like gender got a lot of time. I was like, yeah, you're really letting this dude talk. What's going on here? They let him talk a lot. He got the what chance he was booed. <laughs> He was cutting a promo about how he's upset with America for being so divided and saying, oh, you're not united. You're more divided than ever. It's the politics. It's what you watch on TV. It's what you listen to on the radio. This country sucks. And I'm here to tell you why. In fact, I'm here to unite you as one. And if I recite the national anthem in Punjabi, would you recognize your own song? And you didn't. You booed your own national anthem, San Diego. You should be really proud of yourselves. And he did get them there. So he was just trashing the United States. He was like going in, talking about the people. And he was like, I'm going to be like in the championship hunt once again. There have been over 50 WWE champions. And he said out of his own mouth, I am at the top of that list as one, if not the greatest champion (laughs) who ever lived. I'm like, gender, I want whatever you're having. I need whatever you're drinking because that is a lie, sir. So as he continues this diatribe, you know, I blame whoever was on the main stage. I blame whoever was in position to film something because I saw this dude in the front row and he stood up and everybody else started to get their shit together and get their phones ready because somebody came out in position for someone to come out. So in my trained eye saw that in the crowd, like, okay, here comes the surprise. And sure enough, the rock's music hits. There's the pop. And WWE tried to unfocus the crowd because they saw them getting ready for something. So I blame whoever came out there to get in position. Don't ever do that again because you tip these fans off that something was about to happen. But the rock comes out to a huge ovation. The pop never misses. He comes out to an amazing ovation and Jenna Mahal is seething at the real former WWE champion that was supposed to show up on Monday Night Raw. And, you know, back on cable television, we get to say all kinds of crazy things. And that includes, I don't know, 
calling someone an asshole. And it was not bleeped off of the USA Network. Could not believe it. I was very happy to hear that being uncensored on the show. Very pleased about that. So we get to The Rock just talking trash about Jenna Mahal, you know, bringing up the spirit of the Iron Sheik. And it was fine. I can take or leave some of The Rock's comedy in the 1990s and early 2000s. No lie about that. I'm trying to be fair. Trying to be decent, trying to be honest about some stuff. And it was all right. I will say I did laugh at him shading Baywatch. Yeah, he, he took he took a couple shots at his own movie, but uh, you know, The Rock and you know, he's still trying to hold it down for the one nine nine in the two thousands instead of you know, just being just being in the you know in the twenty twenty fours, but I, it, it, you know what you're getting. Like you you know what you're getting. Uh, his new thing now is to do the well. I don't know if it's a new thing, but his thing recently that he's been making sure to really try to do is to get one side to chant one thing and the other side to chant the other thing. So uh, the D one D as I'm as I'm acquainted that he has uh, uh, christened upon Jinder Mahal. We'll see if it has any legs, but uh, I fully expect the D1D to to come back at a later point. Uh, that is usually what can kick, can really hurt somebody. So it'll be, you know, now that he's uh, proclaimed his declaration, and we'll be curious to see if he D1Ds anybody else. <laughs> okay, so the Rock continues talking, and he does this very unique national anthem for Jenna Mahal's balls or lack thereof. And he's basically says by the end of this song, I'm going to whoop your ass, but Jenna gets to jump first on the rock and the rock fights back, lays him out with the spine buster and the people's elbow and proceeds to take off his belt to whip Jenna Mahal a couple of times. Okay. <laughs> that was an old Random. fashioned country ass whooping. If there ever was one Then he gets on the mic. Now see this is the moment things changed because I thought one or two things was about to happen. So thing one, so he grabs the microphone and he tells San Diego, I am about to go out and I'm going to do something. And I thought to myself, he's going to shout out like a, a famous establishment in San Diego to pop the crowd so they can go home happy. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Then I thought to myself, is he about to say he's about to run for president? <laughs> I what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. I thought he was having a young rock moment for real. It was how he was prepping the statement. Right, 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 right. No doubt. No doubt. Like, president, though. Listen, he did it on his show. Well, listen, he said, I can launch my campaign to San Diego tonight. And I have my grassroots fundraiser website right here, rock.org. And you can donate as much as you like to help me become the next president of the United States. I thought it was going that way too. Or he's about to eat somewhere very nice and saying in San Diego and pop the restaurant. But then he talked about sitting at the bar, you know, sitting in a booth. And then he said the words that popped the people. And I think it dashed Cody Rhodes' hopes and dreams for WrestleMania 40 when he says, how about I have a seat at the head of the table? And the fans lost their minds. 
They knew what that meant immediately. The Rock said, bet, drop the mic. If you smell what he's cooking, he leaves. And Wade Barrett says, well, Paul Heyman, call Roman Reigns. The time has come to make that call because his cousin has called him out on Monday Night Raw. And so it begins. The first real tease on a live microphone, which means the deal is imminent that something is happening now i know the fans are panicking right now thinking oh god could it be wrestlemania 40 in philadelphia i will say i don't think so because i did read an article that suggests that australia wants a Dwayne the rock johnson appearance at elimination chamber now will that happen i do not know but i will tell you this the royal rumble just got a hell of a lot more interesting because depending how they place the Rumbles and Roman Reigns' match on this card, if The Rock is going to be in Tampa, you close the show with Roman Reigns versus whoever you'll be facing at the Rumble. Roman wins and then Dwayne confronts his cousin at Tropicana Field and you can do whatever you like heading into Elimination Chamber. This will not happen at WrestleMania. I do not believe that. I do believe in my heart that Cody will finish his story, but we're taking a very fa- a very fancy, splashy, expensive detour to get there. Yeah, I already told you I'm not worried. I, I, I already told you they are just making special editions and maybe they might be adding a, you know, a couple of an epilogue to it at the end, you know, figuring out how they want to do the very, you know, the very last couple pages, maybe a foreword here or there or something. But yeah, I ain't worried about that, but I agree with you as far as, you know, and, and the other reason why I don't think you, you can do the rock versus Roman at WrestleMania match quality is very, it, it, it means something now at WrestleMania. You can't just close that show with anything like the stone cold versus Kevin Owens was a great match. That was a great match. I can't, I don't know if The Rock can do that. My man hit a spine buster in a people's elbow and woo! He was tired. Woo! He was gassed up. The reason the last part took so long is because he had to take a couple breaths and, <laughs> and, and you know, I had, I'm going to eat at the bar. <laughs> or should I eat at the booth? <laughs> or. The head of the table. <gasps> Got him to cheer so that way he could breathe while, you know, it's real loud. Yeah, you ain't slick. You you ain't slick. I saw what you was doing. But not. Nah, that's a lot to ask. To do a WrestleMania main event caliber match. To to follow to follow potentially a, a Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Uh-uh. Not going to happen. Are you serious? To follow a potential... Cody versus whoever to follow a Gunther versus whoever you can't, it can't be the rock versus Roman. So that's why that's the main reason I think it's gotta be at the elimination where you're going to have just a, a stadium full of people who are going to go nuts for the rock, no matter what he does and how basic of a match it is, which is fine. But that's the crowd you do that for because they, they know how special this is going to be. And there's going to be a little bit more, a different level of appreciation because it's the rock. It's this match. And they're in this arena. Yes. And I will tell you this, 
The Rock will have everybody up at four o'clock in the morning, Eastern time to watch a show in Australia. That's mm-hmm. what's going to happen. This will be the most watched late night Peacock special in recorded history. That's what it's going to be. He's going to get people up to watch this. To eat. The West Coast will be a little bit better. But yeah, the East Coast is out here. We're going to be up at 4 o'clock, 5 a.m. watching this. No doubt about it because it's The Rock. And you can do this. And as you said, WrestleMania is a big ask. This is much different than where we were, what, five, ten years ago when you could be in the main event and you can do the bare minimum. No, there is expectations now to have a great WrestleMania main event. You can, you can have a nice showcase match at WrestleMania and it can be, what, five, ten minutes in the main event. You got to put on basically a 25-minute classic for the fans to really say, okay, you did that. And The Rock, yeah, it's concerning. that He did two moves and he was tired immediately and he was gassed out and it, it felt like he was having contractions and he was taking deep breaths trying to push. <laughs> it was, I'm not going to, I'm just saying, that's what he was doing. Like, <sighs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was definitely doing some breathing techniques for sure. Push. Whew, okay. And bar. Whew, and booth. Whew. Okay, let me get that last sentence all the way out. Head of the table. Breathe. They, 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 they ate it up, though. They ate it up. <laughs> they did. The fans lost up. their minds, and hey, it worked. But yes, mm-hmm. um, I'm not worried about Cody either. He's going to be all right. This is why you have PLEs. That's why they have these out of the country, because they're making a boatload of money, and you don't want to put half the effort and you want to give the international fans a show and the rock being in Australia is a show and it does not have to be at WrestleMania in order to give the people what they want. And he's not talking about a championship. He's talking about, I am the head of my family, not this guy who said so the last three years. I'm about to check him, but what I'm really here for are the promos. And I hope that Dwayne, is going to kind of deviate from the jokes and get really, really dead ass serious. Because Roman will. He might cut that man down. He might call out that man's lack of box office success the last couple of years and say, I'm the box office success now in the family. I'm the draw here, not you. And I want this to be personal. I want it to be shady. I want them to really go at it. Like, leave the cutesy jokes at home, Dwayne. I want you to go out there and cut a promo that can sell me against you and your cousin, preferably at Elimination Chamber. I I actually want a little bit more than that. I want, you know, CM Punk and Cody Rhodes to have a little couple jabs because they, CM Punk, if anybody, like this dude's like, yo, I just came back and The Rock is about to try to take another main event from me? What? Yeah, I need words from CM Punk about this. I need words from Cody Rhodes. Hey, hey, Dwayne, I, I want face-to-face type kind like just these moments that you can have of these guys in the ring together of what these possible, like, just think if you have the four of them in the ring talking about one of them finishing their story with Roman Reigns. Oh, having Roman and Seth Rollins in the ring together and those three in the ring talking about some, hey, this is what it looks like. I, I mean, like, I just, I think of those type of moments that you can have now with The Rock in the mix talking about some, hey, I'm here. And this, this is another reason why, I mean, you think about Roman beating The Rock. And then Cody Rhodes beating Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. The Rock's absolutely going to have a little something to say about Solo and all them being out there. And The Rock is going to be that equalizer that comes out 
And it's probably going to be that final nail in the coffin that that, that hits – like I, I fully expect The Rock to get hit with a barrage of finishers from, like I said, literally every single person he's ever screwed over except for Matt Riddle who is somewhere in some major league doing wrestling somewhere. But <laughs> everywhere else, everybody else, everybody else, I'm fully expecting to come out and just hit them with their finisher. When that day comes, everybody gets their pound of flesh. Mm-hmm. Sammy, Kevin, Absolutely. Randy, Absolutely. AJ, Drew McIntyre, you know, they all going to collect on Roman Reigns when that day comes. But I think that CM Punk is actually the most secure because he said, I got a night to main event WrestleMania. I don't know about Cody. I got my night locked up. I don't know what, I don't know about him. <laughs> I secured my spot. That's why they made two nights. They didn't know they made it for me because I ain't got nothing to complain about. That dude, that dude said, hey, listen, Cody, man, you know, I'm already locked in on Raw. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm I'm locked in on Raw. Um, you know, wherever we go, I'm locked in. You know, <laughs> uh, I've already, me and Seth, we, like, uh, our book, too, uh, we working on special editions, too, Cody. You know what I'm saying? We, we can't, we can't go back. We can't go back. Our story's done, too, buddy. So, uh, yeah, we, we locked in over here. You know, I, I don't know if they're going to make me another show here. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can do that here. You know what I'm saying, Cody? I'll try. I might be able to get you a superstars. I can bring su- I can bring Saturday night's main event back for you, maybe. You know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you are ridiculous. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just thinking of options. You know, I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to help. You're sick. But that is true. But like I said, CM Punk has actually the most secure spot because he said, I came back and there's two nights of WrestleMania and I'm on one of them babies. And the fact is me and Seth, we got that on lockdown, no matter what, whatever you say, whatever you do, I am going to be in that spot for a night, preferably night one, the best night of WrestleMania. Whoops. And uh, let me just uh, real quick shout out to Tanner. Just said he uh, he subbed to the uh, to the channel. Welcome to the fight game fam. Yes, and he has something to say as well. He says Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania 40. Cody can face Gunther at WrestleMania 40 for the IC title. Well, hmm. Now that's that's an interesting and uh, you know Cody. You know that now that's an interesting concept. Cody winning every title on his way. To the world side. I mean, Cody, Cody's a wrestling fan at heart. You know what I mean? And him going the old win the tag titles, win the IC title, then win the title. And beating Gunther means something. So that that's if we if we have to get rock and Roman at WrestleMania, because like we said, CM Punk's locked in. That's <laughs> signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. <laughs> you know, shout out to Stevie. But uh if that's gonna be the backup plan for Cody. I'm okay with that. He's got to win, though. He's got to beat Gunther at this point. Man, he's ha- this, this has got to be the make good of you got to win. We apologize for delaying your story two years in a row. We are so sorry. We didn't mean it. 
But yeah, he's got to beat him. But yeah, we really live in a world where CM Punk is the most secure person heading into WrestleMania because he says, my night is locked in. I got my opponent. I got my feud. I have nothing to worry about. And who am I to judge two nights of WrestleMania ever again? That is why it exists now because of situations like this. He said night one, night two, buy one, get one. I don't matter. I'm good with it. Just get... listen. Everybody gets a night. As long as I get a night, it's cool. Yes. And like you said, night one is that night to actually, you know, really show out and have the crowd with you and have the best yeah, matches. Absolutely. So we'll see. So we'll see. Yes. But a fascinating turn of events. We'll see how it all plays out. And Tanner has another suggestion, which is wild, but okay. Let's see. Rock beats Roman at WrestleMania 40, and then at SummerSlam, Punk versus Rock, and Punk beats The Rock to make up for what happened at the Warrior Rumble 2013. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, that's... I think... And if we're just being real, that's probably the biggest match you could do after Rock versus Roman. is probably... CM Punk versus The Rock. You want to talk about promos? I need Dwayne to cut off the sophomore shit, though, and just kind of go in. Honestly, I don't think it would matter, even if he did go sophomore, because there's so much to pull from with him. Like, Dwayne is still Dwayne Johnson. Like, I agree with you. Him being serious would be a whole other level. But even when he's making jokes and being funny, He's still Dwayne Johnson and him being able to just pull from all that AEW nonsense. <laughs> you know that's what he's going to do. Yes. You know it's just going to be veil shots of just like, yeah, you probably wouldn't want to buck with somebody like me, but you know, <laughs> I, what do I know? I was Larry, by the way. You know, those are the type of things that he would say. I, I, I'm here for it. Oh, I had a bar just now. He's going to say you can run up on seven bucks, but not the young bucks. <laughs> Come on now. Come on, bars. Come on Come now. On. Come on. Hey, you, got, hey, you need to tweet that. You need to tweet. <laughs> that needs to be some type of meme or something. You got to, you need to get that. That's likes right there. Only when they have the confrontation. I'm not going to go for likes right, right now. Right. I need some substance before I hit it. But yes, run up on the seven bucks, but you can't uh, run up on the young bucks. Come on now. That is a bar. Yeah, that's and let's see, because Tanner wants to give Goldberg his moment at the chamber. It should be Goldberg versus Roman career versus title. And then Roman can end Goldberg's career respectfully. Just put him down and just say he had a good run and just say peace. Oh, you know, they Goldberg did that already. Goldberg's upset that Vince didn't give him his his his, his send off. Yes, I think I think as, as a fan of Goldberg, I think he's fine. <laughs> you think it's enough? I think it's fine. Think it's now, fine. if if you want to do a quick Dolph Ziggler type thing like they did at SummerSlam, I'm here for that. Oh yeah, because Dolph you know killed the, he killed the cell job of the Spears. Phenomenal. If you want to do a quick. Grayson Waller, Austin Theory type thing where they're talking smack. It's, you know, somebody and they're like, well, I got a surprise for you. And it's Goldberg. He just comes out and one, two, threes him. I'm here for that. I'm here for that too. Okay. So I'm here for that. I'm here for something, a nice showcase. Yeah. You know, five minutes or less. 
you know, just get the people what they want in and out. I take it. I'm cool with it. But yeah, that was quite the segment. A lot to cover. A lot of WrestleMania possibilities, SummerSlam possibilities down the road. And you can't go wrong with either situation. I think the people panicking a little bit too much, but it's going to be all good. I do believe that as we head into that. And then Goldberg will face Bondbreaker. Well, if you're trying to anoint the best damn spear in the business, that is what you have to do, don't you? Well, I don't know about I don't yeah, Goldberg got a nasty spear even now. I don't know if yeah, but whatever. Braun yeah, Braun shout out to Braun Breaker, but I hope he got they doing something better with him than Goldberg. If you're trying to say best damn spear in the business, that's kind of how you have to do it. Give me Braun versus Omos. Oh my god. I'm done with you. As we get to our next match, our semi-main event of day one Monday Night Raw edition, it was Tegan Knox and Natalia versus Shayna Baszler and Zuri Stark. And real talk, coldest match of the night in terms of crowd reaction. The action was fine. Shayna delivers great knee strikes to Tegan and Natalia, but it comes down to Zoe hitting the C360 on Tegan Knox is who are the win and they will possibly face Katana Chance and Caden Carter for the WWE Women's Tag Team titles at a date to be determined. But like I said, a lot of good matches on the card tonight, but this one in terms of heat was the coldest match of the evening. Yeah, not a lot to it. Um, trying to establish Zoe and uh, Shayna as, as you know, the this, these kind of beasts and these, these killers. And this came right after we had Chelsea and Piper uh, in the club and then get water thrown on them by Katana who and, and, uh, or by Casey and, and JoJo. But uh, they're tag champions, you know, and I'm happy they're tag champions. And I, that's why I said that, that it was an accident. That's probably going to be their next challenger. But, yeah, it was fine. Everything about this was fine. Nobody, it, it came after The Rock. It is what it is. That is very true. And Tanner's going to SmackDown for SmackDown New Year's Revolution on Friday. Should be a fun show. You're going to see he's going to face Roman at the Royal Rumble. Will it be AJ Styles? Will it be Randy Orton? Will it Randy be Orton. LA Knight? I think it's going to be Randy Orton. It's going to be my guy. It's going to be Randy Orton. He's going to catch. Ah, uh, LA Knight can't take the pin. He's going to catch AJ Styles springboarding in. RKO. <laughs> and the finals of the U.S. Championship Tournament. It's going to be Kevin Owens versus Santos Escobar. The winner faces Logan Paul, possibly for the U.S. title at the Royal Rumble. I think uh, Kevin Owens wins, and uh, I think Selena Vega calls an old friend to uh, come back and, and help her to, to distract Santos. I think I know who that friend is going to be. That friend might appear on NXT That's tonight to tease into that as well. We'll see. And Tanner also says he thinks Randy is going to take it heading into the Royal Rumble. We agree with you there. But yeah, the surprise could be on NXT tonight. The tease into Friday was Alina calling an old friend and uh, CN sounds lovely. It's a hundred, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> As we now get to our main event of Monday Night Raw, and I think that we have Tanner talking about Hogan versus Flair at WrestleMania last time. Book it. That is not oh, going to happen. 
Nah, and, and then he says, LOL. Like, I knew at that point, Tanner, you were being a bit facetious. <laughs> Nah, I, I think uh, I, I think we'll leave the the TNA the TNA uh, the T- TNA classic in the in the vault. Did they but, do that? No, it was Hogan versus Sting. That's yeah. what it was. It was not. They didn't do. They didn't do Hogan versus Flair at TNA. They did it in Australia, and it wasn't bad, based on what I heard. It was like oh, one of their last good matches, period, ever in the history of their careers. So, oh wow. But that was a long time ago. Like today, hell no. That is bad. Tanner, bad. Shame, shame for suggesting that match. <laughs> the AARP wouldn't clear it. Let's be honest. Okay. They might, yeah, they might clear that. No, absolutely not. Shameful. All right. Let's get to our main event of Monday Night Raw. It is Drew McIntyre versus the champion, the world heavyweight champ, Seth Rollins for the championship. These guys always have great matches. They never miss. Last night was no exception. This was a nail biter. Let me tell you, the fans were into the near falls. We had Seth delivering like superplexes into a Falcon Arrow that was blocked by Drew McIntyre, who lands a Mishinoku driver. We have Seth going for a pedigree, and Drew kicks out of that. The near falls were going crazy during this match. Drew was manhandling Seth throughout this match. And I love the fact that it's now canon that Seth's back is kind of effed in some ways. He's going to sell it if he hitches a certain way, if he goes for a frog splash, if he goes for any kind of power move, his back flinches. So I do like the fact that he's never going to forget he has, in fact, a bad back. And then we get to the moment that was teased. Damian Priest wants to cash in his money in the bank briefcase on this night to make this a triple threat match and Dominic distracts the referee that enables that enables that enables Damien to knock out Seth with the briefcase and they want to cash in right then and there. And this is what happens. This is the attempt that wasn't once again, because Jim McIntyre snuffed it out, knocked out priest claymored, Dominic Mysterio, and he got back in the ring. Claymore Seth had him pinned, rolled up, but he rolled him up so close to the ropes. The ref saw it immediately and he said, nope, cannot count that. And the fans were like, could not believe that wasn't the finish. So Drew McIntyre decides, well, I'm going to really take out Drew McIntyre. Well, Drew McIntyre is going to take out Seth right now by going to the ringside area and taking apart the announce table and going for something. And Seth wakes up, he recovers his pedigree on the table, curb stomp on McIntyre to retain the championship. That was a crazy finish. Crazy finish. Had us going for a while. It's a classic Adrian Neville, Seth Rollins finish on Monday Night Raw many years ago. They had us thinking, oh God, it's a shoot what's going to happen but no it didn't happen that way very clever match great action tease cash in wasn't meant to be and i really enjoyed this match i think that drew mcintyre screwed drew mcintyre you only have yourself to blame because you got the man's foot on the ropes because you rolled him up too close for the w that wasn't meant to be yeah, it was a good match. Uh, the cash-in didn't really make any sense, so that didn't do a lot. So I thought the ending uh, was a little flubbed. Didn't really like that part of it. 
Uh, I thought they could have did better with the cash in, but the match was fine as of that. It wasn't the best match of the night, probably second. Uh, I still like the Becky Nia match better, but this was a good way to close the show. Seth Rollins retained. I can see Drew McIntyre now wanting revenge against every single member of Judgment Day and just going through each one until he gets to Damian Priest, who will probably, he will probably end up now costing a title shot. But yeah, this is very similar. I, I put it on Twitter. Uh, right after it happened, I'll, this is very similar to uh, when Neville was facing Rollins for the title and then Neville hit the Falcon Arrow by the ropes and uh, it did win for the pinfall and just pulled his foot on the rope. So very similar to that. Good callback from Rollins. Uh, same matchup, same type of th- thing right there. Drew McIntyre a couple of times had him pinned or, or hit the future shock, which he's pinned people with. I think that would have been a good opportunity to get a near fall there, but Instead, he went for the kip up and the one, two, three into a nice power bomb counter. But again, solid match, solid way to end day one. Uh, but I just didn't like the way the cash in happened. No, it was not the best. If you're going to do it, do it. If you're going to do a title change, do it. Don't be afraid to do it on day one. Look what happened to day one a couple of years ago in Atlanta. Brock Lesnar came out of nowhere to win the championship. Shock the world. Poor Big E who lost. And let's not forget how that title match came about because Seth Rollins won fair and square. And then people kept being added to his championship match. And that's how we got that fatal five way at day one. But yeah, take a risk, take a chance. If you want to do a title change, do it. It could be like what a three week thing. If you want to just do it for kicks, if you want to do something different, so be it. But yeah, the tease was all right. It was executed, not in the best way, but I understood it, but it does keep Seth strong as champion right now. He's going to probably be champion heading into WrestleMania. And where does, and where does this leave Drew McIntyre, because in this case, I mean, dude, this was your match to win and you lost basically on your own and you have no one to blame but yourself. Yeah, I uh, and that's why I think that's got to be his next direction uh, as far as who he goes after, what the motivation will be, because there's been a reason for everything that's happened as far as him going after Seth, the reason he's been acting the way he's been acting and this way you can still, because he he still wrestled in the same manner. He was a little bit more aggressive, but he still did the 3-2-1, which is for the crowd. Uh, he still has the sword, which I'm assuming is a crowd thing because he ain't chopping heads off. He's not the Highlander yet, so I don't know what that's for if it ain't for the crowd. So I, I still oh see God. him. I'm just saying, like, what, <laughs> what are you bringing it out for? Like, you know, zombies out there. You ain't got to decapitate nobody. So what he do? It's got to be for the people. You know, I guess the people still love the sword. But, you know, so that, I, that's why I think the Judgment Day is a way to keep him, to keep him a babyface, but he can still keep that edge and aggression that he has for, for not winning the title. Yeah, totally agree there. And Tanner says, hot take, the world heavyweight champion should be on SmackDown and not Raw. Hmm. Well, yeah, it could happen very soon uh, with the, you know, SmackDown moving to usa and they might want the world title there too that is a very good possibility this could be a switcheroo the draft if they choose to maybe wait until the fall just before they switch you know networks and we do not know still what monday night raw is going to be it's still in negotiations right now this is up against the clock right now because this is the second day of 2022 and 2024 i should say and uh, yeah, it's going to be something, definitely. And uh, Triple H says he has a big announcement on Thursday. I 
it could possibly be where uh where raw is going to end up you know what uh what old what old uh billion dollar phil is going to bring to the table but uh see if he's got wb in his pocket like he says he does but we're going to find out we'll see we'll see if it's anything of, of substance on thursday we shall see what that big announcement is going to be but before we go like to get into some yakety yak right now from our discord and scott posed a question to everybody in our group saying hey everyone we plan on going live as we are right now after day one anyone have any bold 2024 predictions for wwe and paul fontaine says a former aw world champion will sign with the company at some point this year who could this former aw world champion be it can't be max i think max already max didn't Again, sign, seal, delivered. I'm yours, TK. So I think Max, it can't be Max. So I don't know who he's going to be talking about. I think people have been locked in for years. It's not Mox. It's not Hangman. It's not Jericho, most likely. I, who? Kenny Omega? He's locked in too. I, I mean, who else is, who, who, who else is champion? Samoa Joe, MJF, CM Punk, Mox, Jericho, Hangman, Kenny. That's it, right? Yeah. I, I but you know what? I mean, maybe I don't know, but it, it, that's but that's why it's a bold prediction. That's why it's a bold prediction. But I am curious as to who he thinks that could be. Okay, let's let's play devil's advocate for a second. Let's say this former champion, whoever it may be, I'm going to say, let me braze him a little bit. Because when the elite made the pact to return to AEW, it was majority rules, right? The majority said, we'll stay. Somebody said they wanted to go. And I think that somebody was Hangman Page. Oh, really? See, I can see Kenny. I can see Kenny wanting to go. Why not? Mm. Why why not? Why not go and get I mean, I know I know there is a thing about not going to WWE and just and having that and and like Kenny doesn't need it, but why not just add a notch to your belt? I mean, you he doesn't need it. He who he is and what he what his legacy is, it's established again. Sign seal delivered. I need to give me a little graphic. Sign seal delivered. <laughs> okay, he he's established, but why not get a bag and a and a nice like? Why can't why can't he get a one year contract? You know what I'm saying? Why can't we be on like the league type stuff? Give me a one year deal. You know why why not? But if you're talking hangman, yeah, lock him up. Then give me five on him. Hmm. Yeah, I always go back to it wasn't unanimous. Somebody wanted to go. I'm going to say this, though, and, and and this is not an AEW show, but if there has been anybody that has, like, truly kind of been, like, the heartbeat of AEW as far as, like, when they're telling their best stories, he's at the center of it. When they've had some of their best moments, like, he's been a big part of it. I know Kenny's is that, too, but the story of Hangman Page and his journey to that title and him becoming champion and him really kind of embodying what AEW was on that journey. It's hard for me to imagine him leaving, but 
him leaving to me would be such a huge blow. I just feel like because of what that story and what that journey was about for him and AEW, like they made him into this top guy. You know, he went from being one of the elite guys to being the guy, you know, and that's a, that's, it was an incredible story. And if it were, to, if it is him and if he were to leave, I think that would be devastating. It would. I'm just trying to figure out who would it be? I mean, if we're running out of options, cause I don't see honestly speaking a champion leaving, but I go back to the elite and the pack they made to stay. And someone said, ah, Ah, I love you. I'm a roll with the majority moon. And it could be Kenny because he does want to experience different things in terms of, you know, trying one thing one time for a short period of time. But, you know, Hangman would be a, a hell of a surprise as well because, you know, he did go through a lot in the last year or so in AEW. And those scars are very real. And, you know, when you go through that experience, you do kind of feel a certain way. You are the heartbeat in some ways of that promotion, but that promotion can burn you too in some respects in terms of how things were handled dating back since before Brawl Out at All Out back in 2022. Yeah, so that's a that that's a that's a bold prediction, but again, I am curious to see the as to who Paul thinks it is. Yes, and uh, Jeremy had a good guest tonight. Cash in attempt. It was an attempt. Did not happen. Uh, Gigi, <laughs> CM Punk misses a TV taping for unhappiness. Wait, you said bold. <laughs> shots. That's that's shots fire right there. But it, he. He could be on to something. I keep saying that heading into this year's WrestleMania, CM Punk is the most secure in the spot. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think, bold prediction, CM Punk will be a model citizen throughout the year 2024. In fact, he'll sit in Gorilla Whoa. and help Triple H direct episodes of monday night raw all right that's enough that that's enough that's that's blasphemy that's if you would have said he's gonna sit in gorilla and help walker hbk and nxc okay now we're talking but you really think he's gonna sit there as a number two to hunter come on he he ain't being on that good of behavior. He's like, all right, you know what? I'm good on that one. I'm going to just go back to my locker. Bold prediction. Here we go. Phil Brooks will be a creative consultant for Paul Levesque. He'll be in the Brian Danielson position in AEW. I, I could see that. I could uh, Now that, that I could absolutely see. Um, I, yeah, that 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 one I could get behind. All right, so Scott, I'm gonna put you on the spot right now because we had like this really bold conversation about a month or so ago, and it might not be happening now. So, by the time things happen in the next 24 hours or so, 48 hours or so, do you still believe that one Mercedes Monet? Uh will find her way back to WWE or will she be all elite by the time Dynamite rolls around on Wednesday? 
Yeah, I don't think we're getting the uh, the Four Horsewoman reunion. Just doesn't seem like it's in the cards. But um, so no, I don't think it happens. I think she thinks she's going to show all the signs. Seem to be sh- her showing up on Dynamite. Um, you know the the clip from the Avengers where Loki says, "You know, I have an army." That's TK with Mercedes. But then Robert Downey Jr. Triple H says, "We have a we have a rock." And that was what you said. It does what you saw tonight, but it does suck because I think I just think that story that could have been told with Mercedes coming back would have been incredible. The reaction would have been incredible, and I don't mean this as any form of disrespect, but like WWE will be fine. The women they have are incredible. We already talked about what Rhea is, and let's not forget a storm is coming. So let's 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 not mm-hmm. forget about that. A storm is coming. Whether y'all like it or not, she's coming. Okay. And so again, it sucks that she's probably not signing with WWE. Like again, great story that could be told, but Aaron Rodgers will be fine. Relax. <laughs> We're gonna be good. We're gonna be good. Uh, I thought it was a great idea in theory, the four horsewomen reuniting. And I guess Bailey is gonna Bailey's gonna need another friend because it won't be her best friend making that save when damage control does some damage to her imminently oh man i feel i feel bad but i'm happy for mercedes you know get what you're worth get your money get your bag and i pray that she finds every success if it's aew that she better be the centerpiece of that division point blank period no 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 no. she should be a centerpiece of the company oh yes absolutely 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 Absolutely. True, true. Like, especially if you can be paying her what I'm sure she's asking for, and that's fine. I'm not, she's absolutely worth it. She needs to be a centerpiece of that company. You are absolutely correct. She says she wants to be the CEO. Will you put her in that position to be hey. one of the faces of your company? Yes. Period. Yep. And that's how you do yep. it. You have to elevate that division, period, as well. It just cannot be a match of dynamite, a match of rampage, a match of collision. You got to start telling stories within that division, period, as well. And, and you know, I don't, I don't want to keep talking about AEW, but I will say this, though. Her and the potential of Swerve being an AEW champion, they could hit a whole other demographic and just captivate an audience in that demographic with them two at the forefront. That's a whole other story down the road, but like she again a centerpiece of the company because she brings in a whole different demographic than any other woman they have on the company since the storm left yes and the storm is coming and she'll be making a difference and she's also money and how she carries herself and what she can do and what she will do in wwe when the time calls for it i do foresee warrior rumble debut for jay cargill i sense it that's how you make the splash. That's how you do it heading into, you know, WrestleMania season. But yes, it's going to be a very cool time for women's wrestling. And I think the Sean Ross app noted that this year is going to be the year that a lot of women in this industry is going to get paid 
seven figures. And that has not happened in this industry ever. And it's going to be comparable to what women make in the W in the WNBA in the women's soccer league, for example. So this is a turning point to get what you're worth, to make the money that you are owed and due. And of course, ball out in the ring to make it justified. And I'm all for it. So congrats to all the women that are about to get paid up in 2024 in WWE and AEW and elsewhere as well. And, you know, one thing, you know, before I, I know we got to get ready to go on, but one thing we, we didn't talk, we didn't mention with Paul's comment is that it could be a, a woman. It could be a woman's world champion. So that could be whoever that, that, that bold prediction he made. I don't know who the, who that list is. It's a little bit longer than the men's championship, but I, I, it's not Riho. I know that. I don't think it'd be Nia, Nyla, uh, but it could be a women's champion as well. Brit, I don't know if she's happy it, or not. Could be, it Brit. could be Brit. Yeah, it could be Brit. I, I now, now see that. I can see, but I'm gonna tell you this though. That that ain't the division you was at six seven years ago. That that's not the same division. When you go over there. You you better get ready. Like that's a whole like the women in AEW are great, and it's it's just different. But it's just a different caliber of women over there. And that's not a knock. It's just a different caliber of women. But she can talk though. She can talk, and she can she can get grimy. Yeah, she can she can talk until she runs across Becky Lynch. Ooh, ooh. now that promo exchange. I'm just saying, like everybody can talk until they come across somebody who can talk. That is like, true. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and Brit's fine. She'll definitely add something to the division, but she's not like a Mercedes who's going to show up in a division and change the game. You know, she's not a Jade who's going to show up and change the game. But she, and she, she'll definitely add something and add a personality to it. But she's not going to add nothing personality-wise that we don't have in Chelsea Green. You know what I'm saying? Like. So I, it could be Brit, but I I'm not knocking her, but I'm just saying like if this happened four years ago, it's a huge deal. It happening now, it's like cool. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see if Paul's prediction comes to pass. It is a bold one because we got people locked into contracts for a very long time. But you can get wiggle, you can wriggle right on out of that. Look at Andrade. So there's some wiggle room. And you can find a way. You can find a way out and you can see how you can do it on the other side. But yeah, it's going to be quite the time. Listen, the last couple of years in wrestling has been crazy. The twists and turns have had us all wondering what's going to happen next. And 2024 promises to be that year too, because we still do not know where Monday Night Raw is going to land. Will it be on USA? Will it be on FX? Will it be on a Warner Brothers Discovery Station? Do not count that out. I'm just saying. So we'll see how it goes. But this wraps up the first wrap of 2024 day one Monday Night Raw review right here on YouTube. I want to thank my co-captain, babyface perky Scott Young for joining us to talk all things WWE and oddly enough, a little bit of AEW with that boom rap crossover event dual head-to-head battle on youtube the fight for viewerships with love was on and popping yeah we're gonna see if we're gonna be 
are we going to be the NXT that has the Undertaker show up, or are we, or are we going to be the NXT that has uh, uh, Electra Lopez versus Lash Legend uh, show up? So we're going to see which 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 uh, which show we are. But no, this was great, Keela. It's always a pleasure to chop it up and talk all things WWE. I'm excited for the next time we go live. I'm excited to get back to our regular time. I showed up. I was ready to do the podcast on Saturday because I know we recorded one early. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot we already did this. So I'm excited (laughs) to get back (laughs) to our normal thing. Uh, But, no, this is cool. Uh, Y'all can expect more of this after these PLEs and uh, big shows and stuff like that. If they have anything else, any big theme show like that, we're going live. Thank you, Tanner, for for subscribing. We appreciate the love. Thank you for joining the chat. Um, and uh, again, we look forward to uh, the next time we can chop it up with all y'all. Yes. Yeah, so next time we'll go live will be the Warrior Rumble Whoop. at the end of this month. That is promised to be a show. Let's just say that right now. It is the way to kick off the road to WrestleMania. It's going to be a lot to talk about. Looking forward to that. And we do like to talk about Raw for very pivotal shows might be on live once again then after WrestleMania. Very good possibility for that. Uh, But yeah, yeah. so we like to do that. If there's a draft situation, we want to be live for that as well. So we're going to try to do sporadic live raw editions of the show possibly back possibly like you know in the back end of a ple the big four or five including money in the bank as well when they take a trip down to when well, that's perry are they going to paris this year for money in the bank or is that I backlash no that's oh no that's backlash that's okay. backlash okay yeah, money backlash. in the bank to be determined but yeah money in the bank's part of the big five so we like to do some things you know to back in some things with monday night raw we'll do that We'll talk more about that later, but we'll be back next Monday on the free feed on Fight Game Media Network talking about SmackDown New Year's Revolution and tonight NXT New Year's Evil going down live on USA and we will see if Carmelo does the thing, the trick in his championship match against Ilya Dragunov. We'll see. We'll talk about it next Monday on The Wrap on your podcast feeds, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen podcast so for myself and for perky scott young that is a wrap for the first wrap of 2024 recapping day one monday night raw take care bye bye bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.